Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Julian the Gil Gil, it's Untitled Banter Podcast Day, second yes! intro. <laughs> second intro on my part because technology hates me. The number three doctors hate her. I can't get to the end of a recording without technology being there for me. It's because of the fact that I was bagging on the new Pokemon game before in the original <laughs> opening, and then it was like Mr. Nintendo was like, oh, move that, move, move, move. to drop in. But yeah, it is also Pokemon Day, Pokemon Arceus. We've got a question about that. Um, I should also say this is the Entitled Banner Podcast. I'm Scott Taylor, joined by Jules Gill. Hello. The UBP, the UBP, the UBP, which we used to say a lot more, and I always forget, but this time, on it. <laughs> but lovely selection of questions, some of the best stuff that we've been sent in. Um, so we'll get through as many things as we can. The UBP, we just always ask people what they'd like us to talk about, whether it's a game gaming thing, whether it's a Deftones thing. Oh, which, what's this Deftones I know, chat? we'll just have to see how <gasps> we go. Um, so first question from a gaming dad who says, hey, gents, thanks for all the great content. What are your thoughts on the confirmed Mortal Kombat movie sequel? What do you think will be the most well-received? Also, what do you think will be the most well-received release of 2022 across each gaming platform? Now, one thing I'm going to throw in here for me is that it is rumored that The Rock is playing Shao Kahn. What do you also oh, think of that? Oh, what a <laughs> casting choice because like he can hammer up to unbelievable levels. I mean, we've all yeah. Seen the Scorpion King. We all know the oh, dregs that he can oh, reach. He, he looks like him. He almost looks like Shao Kahn. <laughs> yeah. I think that the fact that, like, him with the skull mask on, with mm. that distinctive body and that mass, like, big voice that he's got in there. The only thing is, is that they will try and Joss Whedon this whole thing in the fact Ooh. that they will try and make him, like, have more quippy one liners and stuff like that because mm. he's, he's so charismatic. I don't think you can put him in a like a, like a stoic like kind of role like a yeah. straight villain role now mm. you've got to basically allow him to have fun with it and be like almost machiavellian and over the top mm. so if they go down that route he could easily be the standout feature of that because he could just back up all of his words as well and you would really <laughs> feel like i remember playing was it mortal kombat 9 mm. when he was the worst worst final oh he's boss the horrible ever. boss yeah he, yeah he keeps spamming the sledgehammer throw and he keeps on doing this thing these you have to basically unlearn everything in order to beat him in that mm. game and i hated him for that but i feel that like that's the version that he could bring to the screen and mm. be really loved for because well, he would just like, batter people and it'd be so good so the the, the the reason i'm throwing this in is because he tweeted saying that he was uh, working on a major game property something that he loved when he was growing up and i'm sure he cited the 90s and so 
a lot okay. of people went, well, what else can that be? And obviously we know, yeah, like uh, a gaming dad says, we know that they are doing a Mortal Kombat sequel. Mm. So uh, my wife thought maybe he'd be Goro, but Goro was in the original Mortal Kombat unless they do like Kintaro or something. Yeah, they uh, could do that, I, I guess. Would li- I'd like him to be a big four-armed version of The Rock. But like like you said, he's you'd have to play like a more stoic dude. So yeah. I don't know if they do, you know the 1995 Mortal Kombat where Shao Kahn is a bit more banter? Maybe it's in the sequel. And he's doing like um, forward flips and stuff. I know that in um, Mortal Kombat 10, they gave him a lot more characterization, mm. but it usually was just kind of like, I am killing you now. Like, <laughs> you yeah, like to be could, killed? I think you could me. pull that off. If he did like a rock bottom, but when he slams it down, he pops the guy's head off or something. Like, or he, would, um, slams him onto like that. a load of spikes. Would be yeah. quite good. He does ah, a giant people's elbow good. or something. But either way, um, but this is funny enough because we've been very positive for this question. I hated the Mortal Kombat movie <laughs> from like two years ago or whatever it was. I thought they got everything wrong and I hated yeah. the idea you know they all just have like this weird inner chi thing that means that like Jax grows his arms and stuff and I was like no that's not even the main problem with that film though is it (laughs) the main problem is is that it's like oh look it's my original character do not steal like Mm -hmm. as the main thing it's like no one cares about this character (laughs) why don't you give us some established people that we do know and that have been built up special power is uh, plot armor and there's not even a Mortal Kombat tournament in it there's a a cage fight at the end you think that you think that maybe he's going to name drop himself as being somebody like worth a damn but it's like no actually we're off to actually meet the people we care about (laughs) in the sequel and it's like we all knew that a sequel was probably going to happen because like there was so much money and hype put into it the visual effects in it fine there's that one really gory death where kung lao's um like blade hat like splits that woman's yes. head apart that yes. is really good in a really disturbing way yeah. yeah but i don't think that um i'm i'm not super jazzed on the uh on the new one unless no. the rock is in it and then i am perma jazz i'm i'm sorry for the rock potentially being shao Kahn or just someone if, if that is what he was referring to i think that um you know because they've talked about but like joe taslim said he'd be up for doing a sub-zero mm-hmm. spin-off so it's like are they doing like a mortal kombat shared universe thing but yeah the first one was a massive swing and a miss even though the parts of it were in the right uh, direction mm-hmm. um so just this is we got a ton of questions asking what we think sony will do in response to the xbox stuff um, okay. it's obviously been the overall discourse in gaming so we'll not spend too much time on it because there's a lot mm-hmm. of other things to talk about um but just as a quick sort of response i guess because we know that they are um, you know, doing the Spartacus program, which seems to be their answer to Game Pass, but we don't yep. know anything about that um, too specifically. But what, what's your uh, gut feeling? I will actually throw in, because um, we did get a specific question okay. from uh, someone called Dan, because there was a leak a couple days ago purporting to be the details of uh, this PlayStation Spartacus. Oh, Game I've not Pass actually thing. seen that. Uh, called PlayStation Infinite. Now, okay. I try to chase this down. We were going to do a news video on it, but if you actually chase down the source, um, there's very little to it. And if you kind of right. track down, there was this hidden YouTube video that was meant to be like the trailer for it, but then it was just made up of PS Plus, a trailer that had been right. recut. And if you freeze framed it at the right point, you could see a fake little logo saying made with certain renderware. And I was like, someone else is oh, just okay. faked this Yeah, whole yeah, thing. it's so, just a fake. Whatever, maybe at the crux of it, there's a couple of verified accounts sharing it around. So whatever, um, maybe it's true that their PlayStation Game Pass is ostensibly going to be called PlayStation Infinite, and the idea of that is that you would have PlayStation One, PS2, PS3 games, and um, but they would be at the highest tier of pricing. There'd be three separate tiers. Um, okay. So I guess what's your overall thoughts on what Sony do to try and combat Game Pass, and would you buy something like PlayStation Infinite that has everything PlayStation Plus has right now, a whole bunch of games, all the exclusives, and a mm-hmm. history of PlayStation as well? Yeah, I think that um, the the biggest knock to Sony was that they traded so heavily on having exclusives. That was their sort of main mm. thing. And the uh, the community basically wrote that for themselves as well by saying, like, what does Microsoft have? Now with res- uh, Microsoft responding by flopping its big master chief on the table and saying, <laughs> this is what I've got, mate. I've got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony have been kind of put into the question of what makes their console 
worthwhile. Now they've got VR coming out, which obviously mm. is going to be a big proponent. If they push that, they could really start moving away from uh, having a direct conflict with Xbox about that by offering a completely different and unique experience. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that if they are chasing the, um, the sort of Netflix game app style thing, that is sensible, but they need to potentially trade more on what what Sony means to people, which is yeah. nostalgia. And I do feel that if they've launched with a huge, like, I'm not just talking like the biggest hits. I'm talking about like the medium, the mediocre hits, the, the, the CAC as well. <laughs> Bishy all bashy special, mate. Yeah, all of the all of the PlayStation One uh, yeah. era era games that they can get their hands on and mm -hmm. don't have issues with the licensing. If they put that on there and they turn it into it's the future, but also has a nostalgia box mm -hmm. function. And I really do feel that they'll be able to uh, capture some of the brilliance that uh, many attribute to, so to well, Sony think, in the first place. Yeah, if they do like a trailer that's all PS1 themed, like all the right kind of sound mm -hmm. effects, all the right feel, because I, I do think polygonal graphics can be endearing. There's a way that they mm -hmm. look ugly as hell, but sometimes if you get it right, it can be charming. And I think if you then had like a wing of the PS5's dashboard that turns into a PS1 machine. Oh, that'd be so you cool. Know, and all this, it does the, the, the old school boot up animation and yeah. sound effects and you have access to stuff. And like you said, have a range of things. P put Evil Zone on there. Put <laughs> Bugs and Taz time busters. Just hey, where's Gungrave? Gungrave. <laughs> that would be the, for the PS2 app, but I guess you could do all those like hidden gem B tier things that me and yeah. you love. Um, Tomby. Like, Tomby would be great. The Ape Escape, whatever. They put all those things on. Um, yeah, I think I there's, still, right, they, right. there's that they still a game it. that I need you to play, which is okay. called Mojo, which is you play as like a, <laughs> it's like a fighting robot game, but you're it's okay. like almost, it's also a puzzle platform. It's very hard to describe. What Google was that it one? after this. The, was it the Unholy War that Peter Austin used to always oh, love? And mate. I grew up on the that too. So, yeah, so, that so Peter, Peter and I played that over at his house years ago, <laughs> and we had the best time because he was like, look, listen, I, I won't lie to you. Um, I can just win by being this one character <laughs> who has like on a jet bike and just drops bombs around the arena. That like, was the thing because you could fly up around a dude yeah. and just shower the battlefield in bombs. Yeah, it's game. like you're never gonna. Get, yeah, same. They should bring on Holy War back. I have no idea who made that game, but bring that thing back. Um, yeah. But overall, yes, I think both of us think that Sony will do some sort of thing, some version of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, as they are nothing if not reactive. They just released the um, the update for the PlayStation app that auto uh, makes any captures that you appear on the console appear on the app, which, which is, is quite cool. Xbox is, which is great. Xbox has mm -hmm. had that for years. Um, and that, but they're always they always look at what someone else is doing and go, cool, that's cool, we'll do that. So they'll definitely do something with Game Pass. Well, the um, interesting thing is yeah. they've got the tech, haven't they? Like mm. Sony have always had the tech, like their haptic response on their controller. Like there is there is so much untapped potential within mm. the way to make a playing a game feel more than just sitting there and pressing buttons. Well, so they need to basically like... they need to involve themselves more in the senses rather than basically mm. looking at like you say the other. Uh, things that are going on. I do worry though, as much as you and I would love it if they released all of the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 back catalogs. You might never we see to, me again. Well, we might. We have to think about the fact that you and I aren't actually the target audience anymore. We are, we're older. We, we're at, we, we are still definitely within their demographic because we have a lot of the older uh, disposable oh, income. The moolah. Yeah. moolah. Money. But the problem is, is that they are going to advertise more towards the younger generation because it's what they want. They are the mm. future and they will dictate where these companies go. So maybe trading on nostalgia actually won't mean anything to these kids. Like, That's the thing. Like, yeah, does, does Tekken 3 mean something to the average kid? Like, I'd, yeah, I had, somebody, I had somebody the other day saying, that, oh, um, I came across this really old fighting game. Have you heard of it? It's called Tekken. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like what are you, uh, like, Tekken 1? Like, what are you on about? Like, of course I played that. I remember Stuff like how that. creepy it was to see the CGI uh, uh, king hug those <laughs> on those live action kids. What's going that, on there? That weird eyebrow from Kazuya in the oh, original. Mate, but yeah, smile. I mean. 
I remember when we started doing when the Final Fantasy VII remake started getting detailed more, I and mean, me and Cleary yeah. got to go down to London and play it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Me and him were like freaking out because we're like mm-hmm. thirty odd, freaking out about it. And I put a community post out going like, "Oh my god, we've just played Final Fantasy VII remake. Can you believe it? It got ten upvotes. It got ten likes." Yeah, I know. And I was just, just like, "Is this just old, two old men liking something?" But I mean, it took off after that, uh, thankfully. But it was just that reaction of like, oh, do, you know, do, do, do the younger generation does it mean? Do they even care about this stuff? Yeah. But um, anyway, well, I'm sure we'll the whole conversation around like rival Game Pass equivalents or whatever will dominate the uh, the conversation across this generation. Mm-hmm. Um, next question from Vin Van Meel. This is a hell of a, a question. Who okay. says, Ahoy, you're making a time capsule of gaming to capture everything from 2000 to 2022 for future generations. You may have five items, all of which are either games or consoles. The number of each can be to your choosing. You're also allowed one gaming peripheral. What are you picking? Oh my gosh. So, so what's the year <laughs> range that I've got? Between 2000 and 2022 to represent gaming oh man that's actually really tough because a lot of the Mm. games that i remember playing and having the most fun with were like usually 1999 and earlier (laughs) like i i want to put like stuff like my first experience with final fantasy 8 in there but that was a 1999 bioshock though we should should definitely should go in yes okay so that can be that can be one of them Mm -hmm. so that'd be one of the games console wise um i would say you need a playstation 2 um, but it's hard yeah, because if um, we're giving a PS2 and I could only give you so many games, then it's like I'd give you a PS2 with like Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, oh, I, see, I wouldn't take it. That wouldn't be. <laughs> that wouldn't be at the top. I'd, I'd say you got, you're onto that, mate. Like I'd go for the <laughs> I'd go for the PS2. The PS2, yes. I think, I've had the most fun with. Mm. Like, like I can't think of a console that I've been more enamored with. But mm-hmm. maybe again, that's nostalgia speaking. Um, I oh, would oh, oh, in... oh, I've just had a very quick thought. Sorry, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking. One of, maybe the way to do this for me, I think, if I was actually going to do this, end of the world, I've got to make a time capsule mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I think I would do one console. Would be the PS2. I'd pick four games, and my one peripheral would be the multi-tap, so that oh, the, so, so my, they can all see, have a bit of Def Jam. My peripheral would be uh, a, an actual official memory card <laughs> to actually save your progress. <laughs> Not That's one of those dodgy ones point. you buy down the market. So that old dodgy Dan and his 30 gig uh, memory card that doesn't work. Those ones like, it was meant to be eight in one. And it was like, you flick a little switch on the side and it would just yeah, like... What was that about? <laughs> it never worked. Though. What was that about? Like you said, um, it was always some like weird market stall. I take uh, the original... I take a demo disc just right. to remind people of the future, what <laughs> demos actually were, because you only get like a handful of them released. So I wonder... be, every single month you could get demo discs attached yes. to the front of a magazine. And guess what, kids? People wouldn't steal them. Like half the time you'd go there time. and they were still there. Like, yeah. Oh, mate, on Holy War was on a demo disc. But yeah, I wonder if we're, if we're thinking 20 years of gaming, 2000 to 2022, for me, you need a through line of what gaming means. So you need a, yeah. a, something that is perfected, like gameplay, the arcade mentality set of it, something with a really perfect gameplay loop and mm-hmm. something that pushes the envelope narratively now you can't potentially include the last of us because then you have to put a ps3 in there and that's not worth it as a console right so, okay so you're saying if you put one game in you have to put in the, uh, you need the console thing. to play it it just throws me off so i'm just like i would either have one console and four games or two okay. consoles and uh three games <sighs> should, we just stick, do... should we just stick to one console and four games because i feel like a bioshock though i was thinking if i'll we tell have... you what you i tell you what, why don't you go for the playstation 2 and put yours yes. in there and i'll yes. go for the xbox 360 because yes. i feel like they had a very wide range of stuff yes and then i'll put in bioshock for sure yes i'll put in oh, halo 3 or halo 1 Ooh, halo is such a shout i know i can't i, I can't 
Because it's backwards compatible at that point, wasn't it, on the 360? <laughs> is that right? Am I remembering? Well, uh, oh, God. I don't. Well, see, I would just do Halo 3 if I was going to give someone, okay, so give let's someone do Halo a 3, Halo. Then. But you wouldn't be able to play it online, or maybe even with the person next to you, because we haven't given you any controllers. But you can play the first one. Or you can play Halo 3. <sighs> Mate, this is, this, this is a it's tough so question. granular. It's so granular, because now do I have to put in a controller? Do I have to put in like, a <laughs> pair of controllers? Like, I'm gonna, ma- let's assume I'm going to console... go for a Mad Cat's turbo controller. <laughs> <laughs> so someone could win regardless. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, definitely go with... Let's assume that each console comes with two controllers, because we're not, okay. Vin Van Meel's not an absolute mad lad. I think he would like the, the, the rules of this weird yeah, He's not going to make us thing. get the HDMI cables as a spare thing and stuff <laughs> like that either. It seems like a charging Yeah, Yeah, the, the bypass filter or whatever it is. But we've got <laughs> PS2, 360, Bioshock, Halo 3, yep. and then one other game for the PlayStation 2, which my shout would be placed, would be Metal Gear Solid 2. But can we, can we compromise? Oh, maybe it's GTA 3. Why can't we go for the uh, Metal Gear Solid collection on the, on <laughs> you, the 360? Oh, that's a very good shout. Because then we yeah, get two that. and three but and our missions. But you don't that means get solid. that the PlayStation 2 is null and void. So we could then, maybe you just give people the 360. They're the oh, best man. games. Do you, know what? Do you know what the worst thing is? is that now I'm saying about all these consoles, I'm thinking to myself, I want to put the GameCube in there like an absolute <laughs> unit. I just want to barge in and be like, nah, WrestleMania. Let's I think to there. somehow meet this in the middle, and, and it pains me to do this, I think I would sacrifice the PlayStation 2 and I would oh, have thanks. the GTA uh, double pack on Xbox 360. Okay. Because um, okay. then you get GTA 3 and Vice City. Um, and at least that gets the, because the GTA is why I'd have the PlayStation 2. Yeah. But then you get a good enough version of it on 360. So I guess Oops. I'm saying, or we're saying, 360 in four games. Okay. Like, yeah. There, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Whatever oh, I said, is, Bioshock, Halo, and all the rest of it. Bioshock, yeah. Halo 3, uh, Metal Gear Solid pack collection, with the yeah. uh, collection and the GTA double pack. Yes. That is not a bad selection that's of games. That's pretty good. I think that's got a nice cross section of gameplay mechanics and story stuff and makes you think stuff and yeah. like, you know, things that can only be done in gaming. Um, but there's probably no power in the weird apocalypse that we're going to, so you just see how you go. But uh, next question from Edward Shirazhans, who says, do you think Pokemon's Legends Arceus will be the future of Pokemon's overall, um, or do you think this will be some kind of crazy experiment? Also, the springboard cut of I, Sammy Guevara off a ladder oh, on Cody. Mate. I don't have a question. That was great. Have you seen that yet? Yeah, I watched it. So this is the thing. I've got a bit of a secret to confess to you, uh, Scott. I have been watching wrestling again <laughs> yeah, pretty religiously so for the good. past for the past three months now. Oh. I've been catching Raw, SmackDown, NXT, oh, dude, I'm and just AEW. AEW. Because okay. when I'm just doing my uh, writing, when I'm like writing lists and stuff like that, yeah. I have it on uh, on the background. So I have uh, SmackDown and Raw on the background. And mm. when I've done my recording for the day, if I've like got any time in my in the afternoon, uh-huh. that's when I'll watch AEW. Like. <sighs> Like SmackDown, the WWE products are passive watching to me, but AEW is active watching because AEW, there's so much stuff going yeah, on. They are they are on fire right now. The thing that they just did uh, would have been last night for us in the UK, mm-hmm, night before mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, having two, I mean, this is not going to mean anything to people who aren't into wrestling, but just just hear me out. There was a period <laughs> in human history where we all cared about wrestling. It was circa 2000, um, and we all cared about it because the product was just that damn good. Mm-hmm. And it's back there for AEW, and people who give it a chance get hooked in, and that's very much what's happened to me um, and you to some degree as well. And the thing that you should, you just go and watch it. Just Google mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara, um, Cody Rhodes, Cutter, and watch yeah, the what TNT happens. Cutter. Oh, mate, it yeah. was such a beautiful thing. Like I saw that there was people like having a moan about the fact that the uh, referees had to hold the ladders, but I'm like. Guys, are you You're kidding me? Look at what you've just seen here. Yeah. The fact is that you only pointed that out after the video came out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, look at this. It's like, you're not clearly watching that in the moment. Mm. It was an that, amazing that... match as well. Just a really good back and forth. And I love oh, the yeah, fact man. that Cody is trying so hard to get people to love him, but it's yes. just not happening. It's just, everyone's <laughs> just like, ah, boo, boo, boo. People just hate what he represents. I, I like yeah. Cody. I like that whole him trying to navigate that line of like, how do I yeah. get the fans to like me again? He's but the yeah. Roman Reigns of their company at the moment, which is I've, hilarious. Yeah, to some 
degree. I'm, like, or the old I'm Roman Reigns, sorry. Yeah, I've not kept up with WWE, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going back. That's my thing. I can't go back to mm-hmm. WWE, but I will keep up with AEW. But yeah, that was that thing is doing the rounds uh, in terms of just a sheer piece of athleticism mm-hmm. that is unbelievable. Dude gets tackled out of the air, whatever, 20 feet up, whatever the hell it is. It's like, t- it's like 10, 15 foot, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, don't, actually, I don't know feet, to be honest. I took a, <laughs> took a wild guess there. I was just like, it's probably a lot of feet. Um, but does 100 massive... foot in the air. <laughs> up the side of a building. <laughs> the ground slam. But uh, yeah, massive insane. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Thing. Anyway, it's for Pokemon. Um, like I said before, no, I didn't say before because this is the one that was before yeah, we had yeah, to reset. Yeah, we had to restart. 
I played Pokemon Arceus at midnight, did a couple of hours. I love it. Go check the video that's on the uh, What Culture Gaming channel of me just, just talking at Josh's little face about how good it is. Um, I wonder if it'll be the future of Pokemon because it is a one-off. It's the first time they've not done a double mm-hmm. thing, you know, Red, Blue, Sword and Shield, whatever. Um, but I do love the way it plays. And um, I think that them making it more, everything's faster, you can catch really fast, you can battle faster. Um, yep. It's more like a, just a super open world Monster Hunter type thing. Um, I love everything they're doing. So I, it's very much going to be in the sales, though, whether this is the future or not. But it feels very fresh. First time I've done yeah. anything in 25 years, and I'm very much loving it. So, yeah. I really want them to take this concept and move forward with it because I feel mm. like there's a lot to build on with this. Um, like I said before, but again, you guys didn't hear this, is that I, <laughs> from what I've seen of this, every single review that comes out, everyone is saying the same thing of just like, yes, it's really cool that they've moved the, uh, the formula forward. Yes, it's really cool. The things you can do, but it's only good when it works. And there are a lot of bugs that need to be ironed out and like fixes mm. to be made in terms of how the battling actually feels because the whole concept now of like having the heavy attacks and the strong and the weak attacks or the quick attacks, yeah. it falls apart when you've got p- trainers putting in multiple pokemon and the order of like um when your attacks go yes. off is quite weird sometimes mm-hmm. and i can imagine there could be in a fair few things on the competitive scene if that game ever gets to that level if that is still the case you mm-hmm. will just be like well, what the hell's going on i've definitely tried to put mine in priorities so of why is mine going well, last is now yeah it's it's kind of insane like the conversations that are doing the rounds about how game freak work as a dev because yeah. uh, pokemon as an ip obviously the games are center to the anime to the wider franchise mm-hmm. so it's like they have to turn it around uh, almost one every year and like obviously they've tried so much stuff for this and a lot of it is just direct fan requests for, that have been you know been requested for so long and they've done their best it feels like there's definitely a, a team of people trying their best here yeah but like you said um you know maybe i haven't encountered any, any bugs and glitches i've definitely had some frame rate hiccups oh no i didn't um, mean in terms yeah. of that i mean just like uh like hiccups in the mechanics themselves oh, right, rather okay. than yeah, it yeah, being yeah. like an actual like game breaking or corrupting mm-hmm. style thing like um it was stuff like the uh the battles feel like they go too quickly like a lot of the time oh, you just Batter, you'll batter your opponent which again i too am in the in the camp where i like the fact that it's mm. over quickly but i can imagine it's a little bit deflating sometime if you built up in your mind how a pokemon should mm. be versus how it acts in the game but mm. how do you balance that that's like it's interesting seeing what they've done because it's like they've taken this open world approach which is very much open world pokemon snap with like the the camps to bank stuff back like yeah. monster hunter it's like you go back to a camp you bank all your stuff all your findings and go back out again and, uh, and I like that loop. I think that's cool. But like, yeah, it does mean that everything is very snappy. The way the battles mm-hmm. are, they feel like the old school battles in terms of the animations, but you're just mm-hmm. looking at them from afar because you can run around as they're fighting. So it's cool. It's fresh. I just love seeing them do something, just do anything. It's why I love Pokemon Go so much because I was like, oh, it's just something different. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to keep playing it. I've banked a couple of hours into it um, and we'll see how we go. Next question from Willie Araya. I just, no, sorry. I started replaying Metal Gear Solid 3 last week. I'm still an amazing game to this day. What's your favorite boss fight from the game and what's your most memorable moment from it? Um, I'm also I'm doing my extreme big boss run, so wish me luck. Well, good luck, Mr. Yeah, Willie good Araya. Luck. Good sure luck. you do well. Metal so Gear Solid it, 3. It's, does it have to be Metal Gear Solid 3 or is it just I, like a franchise? Yeah, what's your favorite boss okay. fight from Snake Eater and what's your most memorable memory from What's it? the one where uh, you can use the water pistol to... No, no, not it, that where he climbs down from the tree and you can feed him poison rations? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what's the one. Yeah, that's what's, the, what's yeah, the name that's of the jungle that? One. That's Metal Gear. That's, that's Snake Eater. No, no, no. But what's the boss's name? Is it the fear? Oh, sorry. It's the fear. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, fear. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I enjoyed that fear. one because of the fact that everyone always talks about the end everyone talks right. about like the big uh, boss battle at the end mm-hmm. as well and like there's lots of other things going on and trust me mm-hmm. there are amazing boss battles in there but i feel like he gets left out of the conversation quite no, a lot that's true, like, that's it's true. still another unique take on the boss fight it's like i mean yeah he does like, well, like the he does like bubbles and everything 
he does like sit in the tree looking like a bit of a goon for a while though doesn't he like that's the only downside i'd be like mate i i wouldn't get that tired that quickly like, yeah he sort of comes at you like running backwards like an upside down crab walk which with is his tongue cool, hanging out. It's, which yeah it's cool enough it was very uh, of its time very like very like the grunge, very, the grunge yeah, yeah yeah the grunge i said yeah this comes at you with a flannel shirt on yeah but uh, like, from atlanta <laughs> but yeah i think for me um i yeah the the end one would stand out i love the fight with the boss at the end um like literally actually called the characters called the boss yeah. um in the at the very end you fight in that field of lilies or whatever they are they no it's not it's not a lily is it are they not is lilies? It a lily they're white flowers field, anyway. field of flowers field of flowers uh, a yeah. nice lovely fight uh you kind of do like a bit of cqc but you've also got to keep your distance and get like get the drop on her and stuff i think that's a cool fight and um, my most memorable memory is when um i forget how i knew this ahead of time but there was going to be a disc there was going to be a demo included with the official playstation magazine back in like 2002 or whatever it was mm-hmm. um and i used to walk home from school and my walk was like an hour because it was just you know i had to get home i had to yeah, yeah. travel across the country to go home and i ran sound like way. such an old man be like back in my day back i used to walk over the mountains. From, from school, it would take an hour to get warm. <laughs> but like, oh, school at three thirty-five, whatever time it was, and I was like at home. Metal Gear Solid Three is waiting there because my mum had let me know that it had arrived on the magazine oh, right. delivery okay. or whatever. Yeah. So I yeah. ran, little me, little wheezy asthmatic me, ran all the way home, <laughs> and I got home. <laughs> I got home. A sweaty, wheezy mess. And I could see it. I could see it on the table. But I was so tired. I was so... I'm a stitch. And I was... I was so sweaty. My face was all red. And at the time... I was going through various. Uh, this is, I had to go through all sorts of different skin trials. I had I had a very special type of eczema, which was horrible. I had to go through a whole bunch of trials to get rid of it, and it had flared up like a proper lobster. Oh, so I was man. I was just standing there, just so uncomfortable, going like, "I'm just really tired and itchy and horrible." Holding the disc though, and finally playing Snake Eater, but just feeling the worst I've ever felt in my life. You touched it, and the uh, the Snake Eater theme bit played, where it goes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're just like, oh, like they're being enveloped me. in light, just like me just trying, in bright red. just trying to play the new Kojima business. <laughs> uh, it was just that's how much I loved, or still do love, Metal Gear Solid. Was me running home with my big stupid backpack, and um, past all my friends on the street, so I could get home, and then just knocking myself by the time I got home. Oh, so that will be that's mine. Good. What's your What's your most memorable memory? If it's my not one, my one feels so much more grotty by comparison <laughs> now because of the fact that I remember playing it over at uh, my friend Liam's house and his mm. brother was at the time but uh, liked to uh, smoke the pots, you know what I mean? He was a bit of the, <laughs> the old pot <laughs> smoking a pancake. Um, he uh, was incredibly off his face. And I'm yes. just sitting there with Liam watching him play because it was the classic big brother technique of like, nah, nah, you, that, you, you watch sort of thing. Right, and, yeah. um, he was just at the bit where you climb up the massive ladder. Oh, and God, yeah. I remember like just thinking like, this is going on forever. <laughs> like, like, is he playing the game right? Is he meant to have done something by now? And it was just uh-huh. going up. And obviously the snake Easter theme is playing as he's going up. And I like, just looked over at him and he is just looking like he is as glazed as the pot he <laughs> smokes. And I was just like, I was like, you all right, mate? And he's just like, oh, it's a big ladder, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a big ladder too. When I was a kid, that ladder bit felt like it went on for half an hour. It's only the Yeah, na- yeah nowadays it's, only, it's like two like minutes, minutes, isn't it? Yeah. Two, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, like three minutes of yeah. purely just holding up going up there is excessive. 
I think when you're like a, a sugar fueled teenager as well, you're expecting like you know non-stop action and it's coming. It's a Kojima's yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Just climb this ladder because you could rotate the camera around. So you kept on yes. thinking, is there something below me? Is something going to suddenly like chase it? Where's the top? Like, oh, what's like, going oh, on? Am I stuck? What the hell is yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, all those memories. Metal Gear, Metal Gear was such a time. I really wish there was another franchise like that um, that was as crazy and dumb. And maybe oh, there, is, there is. There is. It's called that. Left Alive. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was anything as memorable in that franchise. Uh. But still, Mr. Kojima, I'm glad he's alive. Next question from Jack Asbury, who says, where are these favorite podcasts of the week? Well, thank you very much. Aww. I was just wondering what you guys think of leak culture. It seems a new game can't just be released without every single aspect of it leaking out before it hits shelves. On the one hand, it can inform buyers, but it also spoils games. Right. I'll take this one uh, straight away uh, because of the fact that we are, me and Scott, and the majority of what culture, we are unfortunately part of leak culture because of the mm. fact that whenever a new thing pops up on the threads of Reddit or whatever, mm. if it's the, there's news worthy we do push it out to people because we are a uh, outlet for media we constantly try and get people engaged and uh, up to date with the latest information do i stepping away from that as uh, with my job do i like it no of course i don't i don't like having <laughs> things spoiled for me but then again that's why i've had to develop over the years and met a mindset of just not caring like mm. if people come up to me and say like, oh have you seen x are you going to watch Blitz? are you going to play that i usually just think to myself like Oh, I don't want to have it spoiled. Mm -hmm. But then I think to myself, you know, what? I don't actually care. Like, because at the end of the day, I take the mentality of if somebody tells me something is that good, if there is a pivotal moment that is going to come out and it's mm -hmm. going to like rock what I think about this game or it's mm -hmm. going to change the way I think about this film franchise, then in my mind, now that I've got it there, somebody's told me, I look forward to it. I'm like, oh, I can't right, wait to right. see that moment play out on screen. Mm -hmm. And knowing about it doesn't necessarily mean that you got all of it right in your mind. You can still be easily surprised. Mm -hmm. I can understand why people just go on the huge mute button when it comes to like big games and trailers. I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. And I try not to keep that in my uh, tweets. I try not to tweet about games yeah. or stuff that I'm playing or I have advanced bits of because I know it will ruin it for someone. Mm -hmm. But it's oh, so hard to avoid nowadays. See, my thing, I, I drew a big distinction between <clears throat> like leaks that are newsworthy, that are, you know, a game's coming out, this thing's been confirmed, this thing's rumored, this thing's leaked. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but, and I that distinction between that stuff and story stuff. We will never do a video just saying this person dies in this game. Like we'll never oh, do, you yeah, know, I see we'll what you never mean, do that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll, but we will try and guess, oh my God, does it seem like Kojima's doing a horror game for Xbox? Mm -hmm. Like we'll mm -hmm. do that thing. And so for me, the, the excitement is then when you see the actual trailer at E3 and we got it right and everyone was right. And you get yeah. to have that jubilation of like, oh my God, they are actually doing it. Yeah. That, that is really, really fun. I think that stuff's really, really fun. The story stuff, you're absolutely right. I won't look any of that stuff up. Um, and so I, that's the stuff that I avoid. I've actually been avoiding all, there was a massive leak for Pokemon and it showed all, oh, the, right, all okay. the models in the game. And mm -hmm. I don't want to know that. I want to discover the, the world as I go. So for me, it's, it's that distinction. I think you can absolutely, for me, you can go as hog wild as you want in regards to leaks and rumors if it's something newsworthy or non-spoilery um, yeah. and just sort of try and guess that game's coming out. And I get that some people just want the reveals at certain shows. I do get that. But yeah. for me, it, it's just, it's it, for me, it's more fun. If, if it's something that we've been following for years and then it's finally real and The Last Guardian was finally real or the Final Fantasy VII remake or Spider-Man. We, me, me and Peter, we mentioned Peter before. Yeah. Me and Peter Austin did a video on a rumor that Spider-Man was being made by Insomniac back in like 2015. 
15 years. And look what happened. And then when that finally came around and we got to do the whole like high fives, oh my God, it's real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that. So I, I would just try and try and have fun with the rumors and the leaks and the, and the oh my God, the potential of the gaming yeah. industry. I think that's really, that can be really fun. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Totally It's agree. a good mix. Um, next question from Christopher Snow, who says, I went all Porsche. Hello, lads. Hello. Even I'm excited for them. I've been wondering. Oh, well, okay, I'll do that. So it's actually comprehensible. No, comprehensible. no, do it, no, do it. Do it in the, uh, the Porsche. Okay, okay. Mr. Christopher Snow. Hello, lads. Even though I'm excited for them, I've been wondering if after a seven-year absence, do you think people still care enough about Rocksteady or Warner Brothers to pay full price for Gotham Knights or Suicide Squad? Because I've not heard a lot of positivity. Now, that became Simon Miller at the end. A little, uh, little bit of Simon Miller again there. <laughs> on the floor. But yeah, I um, think... Um, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty jazzed for um, the Suicide Squad. Uh, I don't... Why Why is Rocksteady not being... I think it's just press? because it has been seven years. Like, you know, Arkham Knight was 2015. They've sort of barely been in the in the gaming discourse. There's all that stuff. Thing is, I'll, I'll um, do the counterpoint. I don't care about Gotham Knights because it's a squad. It's a co-op-based campaign, and I just yeah. don't care. Like, I'm, I feel I'm like not going to play through that gonna, with anyone... It's going to really struggle, I think, um, mm-hmm. because it's just going to boil down to pretty much every other game that we played before. Like, there's going to yeah. it's going to have to adopt a, a an archetype. Um, I don't know how they're going to apply it so that it feels fresh and unique. Uh, we've seen so many others try to do like um, sort of co-op campaign style mm-hmm. stuff, but unless you have got a super coordinated team, a stealth game is not going to work well with that. You're going to basically just go into the fighting. Yeah, there's that away. side of it. And it's just like the fact that they've kind of done a weird thing with the timeline where it's like Gotham Knights takes place in the main Arkham timeline after he's faked his own death. Yeah, weird, right? Whatever that is. But then there's also Suicide Squad, which is in like a... F- no, is that the other way around? One of them's in the main timeline and the other one is like a semi-split timeline where like Batman is another Batman. It's going to be the uh, the Suicide Squad has to be that one, right? Because the fact so. that they take down the Justice League, so Batman's <laughs> going to have to be part of that, right? Hey, whatever they've done, they've split it anyway. They're, they're two different universes regardless. But the thing, yeah. I don't, I'm not too bothered about that necessarily. My thing with the Suicide Squad is, again, it's another four-person co-op loot shooter where I just was yeah, like, but I bounce I feel, off I've, this. I feel more comfortable with that one. And mm. I don't know why. I think it's because the Gotham Knights is going for the very dark and gritty approach of just being like, whoa, we're so serious. But the Suicide <laughs> Squad is over the top and silly. So I yes. kind of feel like I'm going to be able to be chaotic. I and do you want to play as like King Shark made, as well? Yeah, it's going to be made as part of the actual experience. Whereas mm. I feel like you will probably get chastised by your own teammates for breaking stealth or something like that probably. in the other games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I have tried, I have full faith in Rocksteady. I just don't oh, have yeah. faith They'll in Warner Brothers. They'll do a good Brothers, job. No matter not what sticking their fingers in the pies and messing with the recipe or the, the There's flavor. money to be made here. Yeah, do it this money way. Money Turn money this money. over. It's still edible, right? Well, kind of, but not really. That was kind mm. of the, the Arkham Knight thing. But yeah, we'll see what comes together. I do kind of know what he means, that it's not um, as, oh my God, as it was when Arkham Knight got announced or something like that. Yeah. But we'll find out pretty soon. Um, final question from Raindrop, who says, should WWE fans be pre-ordering WWE 2K 2022 after the trial? Tragedy of 2K20. Does 2K deserve a second chance with that license? I will uh, succinctly answer this question. <laughs> no. Uh, when a company loses that much faith uh, mm. by re- doing repeatedly terrible, terrible things to their own franchise, I've compared the previous uh, 2K games to an empire that is built with the foundations of a sandcastle because yeah. it has been eroding and collapsing from within for a long, long time. It's kind of the Pokemon problem, just something every year, regardless of anything. But this is the the big problem is, is that they realized, they recognized finally when people spoke with their wallets that this isn't what they want and we are going to take it away and retool it. That does not mean that you should be pre-ordering it. Why should you be giving them money for something that they have to prove to you, the consumer? You should be sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, 
you need to make me actually invest yes. because I am not going to give you a shred of any of my wallet letters mm -hmm. until I've seen that it is worth my time. I would also say that this year is the year, hopefully the AEW game comes, uh, comes out. That's been delayed a couple yeah. of times. 2022 mm -hmm. is when it's penciled in for. That's going to immediately be their immediate competition, which is something they haven't had for over a decade. There hasn't been another yeah. viable, um, you know, anything in that space other than Fire Pro Wrestling, which like most people who are playing the WWE it's very games different. are going to play Fire Pro, even though yeah. I would totally recommend Fire Pro World. It's so much fun, it's but great. it's very it's different. It's very uh, overpriced, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, I would wait to see what the AEW game is, um, and I would just wait. I think that this year, they've had more time to put this together, so maybe definitely check the reviews. Never pre-order. Always yeah. just make sure what you're buying. And like Jules said, you guys come first. Like, as always, you shouldn't be throwing away the one, the most valuable thing you have, which is your money, um, into a game before it's been, before it actually is worth that. I'll tell you what, my friend. Go on. If you want to pre-order something, then why don't you pre-order a UBP <laughs> mug that's going to be releasing in February? Hopefully in February. <laughs> hopefully. Schedule we hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> We've sent the designs across and we're waiting for another, uh, a big old merch drop across the board to, to come together. So we're yeah. just, it's penciled in for February. I've also realized that I mentioned Deftones at the start of this and yeah, then yeah. we'll, we'll very quickly end on a Deftones question. Okay. So final question from TJ who says, ever listen to Deftones? Needles and Pins from their self-titled album 2003 is, as mm -hmm. Jules would say, an absolute banger. And basically all that listened to walking to school in 2003 also on the n64 banger. he recommends double uh, golden 007 slappers only benroy versus jules versus josh versus scott <laughs> who wins now I've, no, I've not played slappers only slappers is the uh one where you slappers? only use shops isn't it i assume so, so. choppers yeah, only oh man it's a long, long melee time only running yeah, around yeah. doing the oh, one that, motion over and over again i think but the thing uh, is my friend yeah. Can we talk about Deftones? Because I bloody <laughs> love Deftones. I think they're so good. I, uh, my oh my favorite album, like I know it's very cliche to say White Pony, but it did change the mm. game a lot. But it's their 2007 or eight album, mm -hmm. Diamond Eyes, which is right. the one that came out after the long break that they had. That is phenomenally good. I absolutely adore that album. What Big if good. I told you? That I've barely listened to them, and I—that's absolutely fine. It just means that you've got more time, more, uh, more of a chance now. The to thing is, I, to them. every time I try to listen to them over the years, like they'll sort of bleed into stuff sometimes, and I don't mm -hmm. like his vocals that much, Chino's vocals, and I did see them it's live. An, it, yeah, it's, a, it's um, a bit of a uh, bit of a take, isn't it? Uh, thing is, though, they were they were at uh, Sonosphere, one of the festivals over in the UK, and I, I watched them live. And is Chino Marino the singer? I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was giving it a right old screech, and I love a good screech, but it it just wasn't right. And then I heard uh, is a Koino Yokan from twenty twelve. Yeah, yeah twenty twelve um, that one. That Swerve City from that album mm. has the bounciest riff that ever did bounce. And I love that. So that got me in to some degree. But um, I'll go check out the one that you said, the the Eyes one, because I've not like... Diamond Eyes. Diamond yeah. I think as well, if ones. you want to um, try something a bit different that may be up your street, then mm -hmm. you should check out his side project, which is called Crosses, which is oh. just uh, three of like the, the crosses as the logo. Uh -huh. And they have a more sort of like... It's um, electro and his voice. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you still get the heavier moments, but it's very like synth based and uh, like a lot of like electronica. Like it's hard, it's hard to describe, but it is okay. good. And I feel like that's a good stepping in point because mm -hmm. he's designed those songs there to be less, they're still like, oppressively emotional but they are more catchy with the sort of like underbeats that they've uh -huh. got going on so the word synth that. will make me check anything out to be honest i do i mean I, i'm not gonna lie i definitely <laughs> use that just to hook you in <laughs> it's called some synths i'm immediately there <laughs> speaking of synths um to end this podcast uh cop and a brute's got a new song out today just putting Ooh. that out there just, just the first time in a while um, what's going on there the old listen then 
It's a good time. But yes, thank you to everybody for sending in all their questions, all their talking points. We had a lovely response this week. I might roll oh, some stuff over to, to next week because we had quite a lot of uh, more things to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But massive thank you. This has been the Untitled Partner Podcast. I've been your host, Scott for joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me, Scott. And remember, you can come and find us every Thursday over on RetroJ with a zero on Twitter and at slash LP89, is it? Yes, the year I was born. Yeah, it is, baby. Um, We put out a tweet for the UVP every single week. Now, as Scott said, we might roll a few over, but always check out there for more stuff. (laughs) Who knows? You might get a little sneaky peeky at the old muggeroonies before they go live. (laughs) We're going to hopefully get them out in February. We'll do as much as as the two of us can, and then we'll see what other elements get in our way but yep, yep, yep. we'll see for now this has been the UBP the UBP UBP, 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 UBP and we'll catch you next <laughs> week <laughs> bye <laughs>